0: Welcome to the Creative Marketing Show with your host, Rosh Sillers. Welcome to the creative marketing show. I'm your host, Ross Sillers. It's great to have all of you here. Those of you who are here live, it's four o'clock Eastern Standard Time on a Monday. I've been doing these four o'clock more regularly. I've just found that there's been more interaction at four o'clock on Mondays than there have been on uh, during noon on Monday. So here we are. It's 4 o'clock on Monday, Eastern Standard Time, and it's great to have you here. And those of you who are catching me on the replay, you are welcome. And of course, put your comments below, any thoughts that you might want to add to the conversation. And this week, in this show, we're we're talking about uh, the strategies that I have been using in social, especially related to repurposing content and how to get all that information out there and there are a number of important things that you can do and that's what I want to get into. That's what this conversation is all about. And uh, I'm looking forward to sharing a lot of good information. If you want to catch me on the YouTube channel, you can go to rosh.video and that'll take you over to my YouTube channel. It's also YouTube forward slash rosh sillers. You'll catch me that way. And one thing I'm doing more of is uh, creating longer videos. I think they are working out really well for the audience they're getting a little bit more play with youtube just a little more they keep growing and so we'll see how that goes i think it's true all across the board you know when it comes to google uh you know social all of it is is getting into this higher quality longer form uh, content and you know there there's still place for short form content, and we'll talk about what we can do with that as we get into this whole idea of repurposing and sharing. One, let me get into one of the biggest things that I'm doing right now. I've been experimenting, and I'll and I'll give you an example of it. Um, and that is starting off with video. You know we have the mobile first. Thing going, you know, it's all about mobile first. Well, I think, you know, when it comes to social, it's video first. We're in a video first world. And, you know, I think I need to write a little bit more about that. Not just mobile first, but video first. And why do I say that? So the other day I, I created about a, about a 15 minute video on Facebook organic reach. Now I was a little bummed that I, I didn't get as much play as I would like, but then I realized people were watching it. I was getting 10 minutes out of 15. People watching two thirds to 75% of the video, and that includes the people who, like accidentally hit it. Like you watch it once and then you you accidentally hit it again, and so that the, between the two, that's you know, 50 percent watched. Right. So that that hurts my metrics. But obviously, that's no big deal that it happens to all of us. And we just have to keep that, take that into account. Um, But. It it's still, still growing right now. People watched it today, people watched it yesterday, and so it seems to have that snowball effect, and I think a lot of that is because it is longer format. It has a good click-through rate. These are things that are important for YouTube, good click-through rate, people watching for a long time on the video, all is well when you're doing that. And so, hey, this may, may go somewhere, so I'm doing more of these. But what I'm also doing is I took that video And I went to otter.ai. Otter.ai is is artificial intelligence. That's the AI. And what it does, now there are other ways to go about this, but this is one of the better ones available today. I run my YouTube video into my phone. I just just put it next to the, the speaker. And Otter transcribes it. And in, in that 15 minutes was a 2,500-word article. Now, do I leave it like that? No. Now, I, I, let me get into the audio portion in a few minutes. But what I was able to do is have the base of a good 2,500-word article. Some sections I would take out, maybe like a call to action, like, hey, subscribe to my channel. You know, and hey, if you haven't subscribed to the channel, this is a good idea. Or even a podcast on Stitcher Radio, as well as SoundCloud and iTunes. Okay, that's out of the way. But if you've not done so, you should do so. And and so now I have the basis of this article and I was able to go through and put in headlines, clean it up. Maybe some of the grammar wasn't the greatest. It's interesting to read how you talk. And yeah, maybe some of the words were wrong, but not many. It really was pretty darn good. And they give you like 600 minutes free at otter.ia. And a lot of people are using this. You may have heard about this before. I've heard I've heard of a few people starting to use this program. It seems to be one of the best. Now, another way So anyway, I have a nice long article and I'm and actually I'm using it I used it on roshsillers.com, and then I also took a version of it and I localized it and put it on my agency website, focused more on the Detroit community. Just rewriting some of the headlines and just tightening up the whole thing and making it a better piece of content again. And each time you go through it, you make it a better piece of content. And now let's talk about this, this video right now. Now this video is also a podcast. Once again, dual purpose. Now, I could, if I wanted to, go to otter.io and, and put this video or audio into the, into the system and have it spit out the, um, the different, uh, I, I, the, the text, excuse me. Wouldn't that be interesting? I haven't done that before. And quite honestly, Google isn't that interested in indexing podcasts when you have the same formula every single time just the bullet points the way I have it. There was a time you could rank with stuff like that, but not today. I actually recommended people put in bullet points and things like that as part of, you know, maybe with their photographs to help rank their photograph. Today, it doesn't work quite that way. Now, what about these videos? There are different sections to those videos, so you can cut up those videos and share them. You can share them on LinkedIn. Maybe you have a really good point, a really good piece of information. And you can cut out sections, maybe out of a 15-minute video. Maybe there are five, seven different sections that you could cut out, put maybe a front and end on, maybe brand it, and then share every couple days a new one on LinkedIn or on Twitter. Another way to continuously repurpose and reuse that content. Uh, one of the things I'm going to talk about is how I've been using bots. This isn't all about repurposing. And also, I'm going to talk about display advertising and some best practices. But th- I'll get into that in a few moments. You can also take out sections of the written content. And you can take those sections and put it in Facebook. Take those sections, put it in uh, maybe um, Well, let's see, where where would we wanna put it in? Oh, Twitter would be a great one. Take a little section, put put that in. If you have photographs, which is very possible, you can share those on Pinterest. And that could, of course, lead back to maybe your blog. So there are a lot of different things you can do. So don't think of your content as a one-time deal. Think about how many times you can use it. And in these days, I think more and more people are going with the idea of video first. Get the video done, and then you can create a lot of other pieces of content with it. How powerful is that? And for me, I think video is easy. Now, you may feel that, oh, I don't like being in front of the camera. I get that, you know. I. I'm not necessarily the first person. That's why I'm a photographer. You know, that's my degrees in photography because I like being behind the camera, not necessarily in front, but I do like educated. I do like educating. And when I educate people and I share information, that's why I get in front of the camera, get in front of the microphone because I enjoy that element. I I enjoy the sharing and sharing of information and that's how I get into it. But you're gonna have to get over that if you want to, um, I think, use this strategy that I think is going to continue to be one of the number one strategies out there is video first. Okay, let's talk about bots and using bots as part of social. There are a number of things that I think you can do. And I, I shared this on a recent video. I, actually, a video coming up. Actually, it may be uh, Tuesday or Wednesday's video. I shared this story. I'm going to share it with you again here because I think it's really important. Um, I am just exploring with bots, as many people are. And if you are interested in exploring it with message bots specifically for, say, Facebook, you can go to ManyChat, M-A-N-Y-Chat.com. That's probably one of the more popular bots systems out there. And it really is a lot easier than you think if you're just kind of concerned. the Look, you know, you... The main thing right now that I think more than one person has said as of late is don't, don't make these things try to be too human. Don't try to trick people with bots. Try to make them your assistant. And one of the things we're doing is that we're advertising with the opportunity to opt into a bot. But what does that mean? What are you doing with that? Well, if, if you have something that, think of it this way. Maybe you have an email list and you have earned those emails by offering a download of some sort, some good information. Well, you can get even a little more creative with this now. We have a bot that offers the opportunity for people to opt in based on something related to the weather. And so if they if they want more information on the weather and certain times, then they can opt in and the company will send them updated information related to that weather event or something, you know, things related to the weather. I'm trying not to get into too much of a detail. But what is it that you can offer that people would like regular updates on? If you're in finance, what are some finance things you can offer regular updates on? You know, if you're in the mortgage business, you know, what are the current rates? Hey, I'll update, you know, the bot will update you every, you know, 10 days or every week or every Monday or Friday or when it changes or you know what information related to your industry and for photographers uh, for creatives what is it that you could offer that changes information and people will opt in to get that information from you and maybe it's an interesting photo of the day people can opt in with a button you can share a photo of a day I mean There are a lot of things you could do like that. Uh, So think about something that you can continuously, regularly share or every once in a while that you can share. And so people opt in and then you can send them the information just like you would an email, but through Facebook Messenger and other messaging systems. And it's again, if you can do email, if you can set up an email campaign, believe it or not, you can set up a bot. It's not, that hard it really is easy so consider the bots i i'm just getting in a little bit more each day trying to come up with new ideas to support the customers so with my client when that weather event comes up they're they're going to offer that information but then there's support behind that weather weather event and that's the client and so if you need some support in some way they're, they're there it's not pushing it You're offering information, but by the way, if you need some help, just click this button and we'll get to you. So those kinds of things. And these bots can have semi-conversations. You can go back and forth and you can kind of work this out. You can get more and more complex with these bots, but start off simply. If you do that, you'll be much happier and I think you might be hooked. We'll see how the, uh, the campaign goes, the campaign, isn't fully underway. I have it set up. I've written everything. I've done everything I needed to do. Uh, but it's, it does fall under that kind of marketing automation umbrella. But it's social automation, which, oh my goodness, you know, I'm not super thrilled about. But it, again, it has more of that email feel, more of that feel of I'm providing, they're, they're opting in to information that we will provide them. And that doesn't mean if you have, A few thousand people and there's something else related or you want to give a special related. You can't doesn't mean you can't not send something related. You can. Of course you can. I mean, you they've opted into your your list and they can always just type in stop and they'll stop receiving. So just like the unsubscribe button. So easy enough. Okay, display advertising, especially as it relates to social media. Another area that I've been working more and more in, obviously, Facebook ads. We have Instagram ads. You also have a lot going on with AdWords. And let me explain something that's going on with AdWords that I think is really neat. They just increased, uh, just created something you probably thought of many times before if you've run AdWords. Why don't you just put in a list of headlines and descriptions and then they can mix and match them until they find the best combination for people to best click-through rate and conversion. Well, guess what? It's here. So you can, you can put in five, seven, as many headlines as you want in a number of descriptions and, and the AI will start to find the right audience and mix and match them until they find the best combination that gets the click-through rates and ultimately conversions that are winning the day. That's huge. Now, in some cases, I'm still beating that, well, not a lot of times, I'm still beating the bot on click-through rate, uh, definitely in conversions, but in some areas, the bot is starting, not bot, the, the AI is starting to beat me in the click-through rates, but not necessarily the conversions, but it's getting smarter. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm not getting so much smarter. So I have a feeling that over time, The, you know, these AIs are going to beat us and they're just learning how to do this better and better. And this is a really exciting advance. But, you know, when it comes, taking a step back, uh, talking about social media and what is it you need to focus on in terms of improving your results. It really has a lot to do with the audiences. The audiences are really important understanding your audiences and who would be interested in that in that uh, product or service you know a lot of times we focus on keywords when it comes to search and we're very used to doing that we're used to optimizing our website for search now we have to optimize our ads for audience and our landing pages for audience And it's really nice because you can create these audiences related to websites that, let's say, that you want to, you want to attract. Well, let's say photographers. Well, then you can create an audience that's related to American Society of Media Photographer, photographers, the PPA, and other, you know. Other types, AMA, you can find the photographers, people who are going to those websites are photographers who are interested in improving their photography and or the business of photography and so forth. And so the, Google knows the people that go to those websites, so they will advertise to those types of people. And if you're an architectural photographer, well, then what are the uh, websites that architects go to? AIA. Right, and you can build you can build out from there. So there are a number of ways you can create audiences that will truly help you, uh, whatever and whoever your target market is. It's it really is amazing. So when you're looking at these things, yeah, it's good to create an interesting headline. It is good to have good art with your with your um, with your ad, and it's great to have a super landing page and so forth. But ultimately finding and offering up different types of audiences for the AI to go out and find to match up with your ads, that's going to be the winning combination. You're going to have a winning combination when you take the time to research and find out. Did you know that you can see what other people are doing, the types of ads that they are running in Facebook? It's relatively new, uh, what you need to do is go to the Facebook page of your competitor, if they're running ads, if they're not, it won't be there, uh, but you go down and it'll show ads. On the left-hand side down, I think it's the last option, it'll it'll say something in the effect of ads, you know, ads running or ads run by this page, and you can see the actual ads. Now, you, you don't know all the details behind it, but you can see the ads that they're running. You're gonna have to assume that the ads that they're running are working or are some of their best ads, or maybe you can get ideas that you can test yourself. Research is really important for social media advertising. So you can figure out what those best headlines are for the audience that you're trying to attract. It's pretty amazing stuff. It continues to get better and better. Let's talk about some of the social media best practices. That's uh, certainly, um, I think, really important today. Um, You know, being there really when social was taking off, you know, just people trying to figure out what are those best practices. Uh, I, I think one of the things that I have certainly struggled with and I've been candid about this from the, you know, from the beginning or at least especially in the last few years is just being able to be to connect and understand who you are not trying to be someone else. And in some cases, you know, it's tough for people to connect with you unless you're pretending, but you can only pretend for so long. And so I've never pretended that I was somebody that I'm not. Um, But again, I've had trouble connecting with audiences. Hey, how you doing? Good to see you. It's our favorite visitor guide. Um, And so taking the time to, Understand who you are and who you are in social media will make a big difference. And accept and embrace your quirks. Embrace who you are. Again, trying to be somebody else—it's not going to work in the long term. But if you—if you really can, just think about this. And I think this was um, one of the things. If you look at cartoons, you think of the biggest cartoons, or even the actors of the world think of situations where i i said to think think of cartoons because they had this um whole concept in um in uh, roger rabbit remember those cartoons from years and years ago the movies and how it really is that odd thing that 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 quirk you know you look at all the warner brothers cartoons what's the quirk that each one of their cartoon uh, animals has you know it, in characters has and there was always this quirk and that's what kept you coming back you you related or didn't relate or thought it was funny and it's the same with actors a lot of actors have done very well because they had this quirk about them and trying to be perfect when you let that vulnerability down that you can really go further in your social media and, and connect with people better over time, And I have found that certainly to be the case, even through any kind of struggles I've had in terms of making those connections. Um, and I, I don't know what it is, you know, on, on my part, but again, I have to, again, we all have those questions in our mind. And so trying, just being myself has allowed me to build a good community that has taken me around the world, that has offered me incredible opportunities. Now, there are people who are really, really funny and there are some people who have more knowledge than you. You're always going to find somebody who has more. There are always somebody, you know, I I was, I was honestly, just candidly, I was complaining over on a Facebook group the other day about my video that had all the right metrics, but really wasn't doing that great. And I feel bad about complaining about it, but sometimes you got to vent a little bit. Uh, But, the, the, the fact is, you know, there are some people in that group looking at him and saying, what's he complaining about? He has over a thousand subscribers. And then there are some people who are saying, well, he only has a thousand subscribers, you know. So. There are people who wish they had a thousand subscribers and wish they had those statistics that I was sharing. There are other people who are looking and it's like, wow, you know, hey, better luck next time. <laughs> you know, it, it, there's always someone who is coming up from behind, and there's always somebody who's miles ahead. Just be happy with where you are as long as you're moving forward and progressing. Every area of social media has a different has, has a different level of speed of growth. There, um, Brian G. Johnson just had a, uh, no, it wasn't Brian G., excuse me, VidIQ. Folks at VidIQ just did a um, video on um, the Fortnite guy, who uh, Ninja. He's in a year, he's about a year, and he has 15 million subscribers. You know, it was a combination of, hey, a great personality, great timing, and a, a subject that's hot. What else do you need? Well, not everybody is going to have all those three things at the exact same time. He could have waited another six months and never have been you know where he is today. Somebody else would have jumped in with the charisma needed and uh, ability to do what he does. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe he has the credentials. Maybe he got it at the right time, but he didn't have the personality that was connecting. But that's not the case. Ninja was able to do it and does it. And he has 15 million subscribers. So everybody has a different, different path and different direction. And, and you just the key is to compete against yourself more than you're competing with other people. You have no idea where other people are coming from. You see a blog and you say, wow, that blog's doing great. Or that Instagram is doing accounts doing great. Why, why can I I not do that? Well, it's very possible that they have a great email list. They have a great Instagram account that's feeding that. They've worked before. It's often. And I know we've talked about this in the last few episodes. Um, Yeah, I'll get to that in a sec. Um, Visitor guide, uh, machine learning. I'll I'll talk about that in a moment. And actually, if you rewind a little bit, you'll see that we did talk a little bit about that for social media. But I'll I'll address it a little bit more. But ultimately, you just have to know that if you compete against yourself, you're going to be much better off. You're going to be moving forward. If you try to worry about what everybody else is going to do, you're going to drive yourself into the ground. Believe me yeah, let's talk about machine learning and and what's going on there. There is a lot of areas in which machine learning is happening. and 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 when we talked about advertising and the AI and machine learning and how we focus on audiences, but there is a lot of automated stuff going on. and you know it's happening in uh, search engine optimization. A good number of your search results are, um, artificial intelligence, serving it up. In other words, there are a lot of data points that we can provide you know, information and there are, the access to machine learning data is in, in results is becoming more and more accessible to us. But one thing we need to consider in all of this is that we still have us, we still have biases. And when you provide data and ask specific questions to AIs, um, that data could still be skewed based on your opinion and where you want, or maybe you're guiding that information. It will continue to become more and more a part the next few years, just like we talked about with uh, you know the bots and so forth. Um, we talked about that earlier, using bots. Um, it's going to help take away some of the repetitive tasks just like the machines did, say, in manufacturing. The machines took away a lot. Something that would take 50 people now takes one person to run the machine. A similar kind of a thing is going to happen with the repetitive tasks in our marketing. And that's going to be okay. One thing that I've learned, and we talked about how AdWords now allows us to pick five, seven headlines and create a few descriptions and they'll match them all up and find the AI will find the best combination. Well, wait a minute, what what's, is this taking away from me? No, it's making my ideas better and actually testing my ideas more efficiently. So what AI is going to do for us and machine learning is gonna do for us is allow to us to spend more time being creative rather than digging in the weeds of making sure that all of the levers are pushed and things are done right and that we're bidding on this correctly and we're going about that properly. We can just sit back and say, OK, I have a few ideas here and I think this these things will be good. Or, for example... Quite often in advertising, we have a committee. A committee, <laughs> I'd say that 20 times. We have a committee of people trying to do the advertising. And say you have seven, eight people in a boardroom and they're trying to figure out how to market and advertise the company. And everybody has an idea and there's some great ideas, great ideas in that boardroom. But some people don't like some of them and some people are scoffing at others. And, and ultimately, that best awesome idea is thrown to the side. The cutting edge idea that could really cut through the noise is is cast aside, and they go for an average idea that satisfies everybody, and they get nowhere. Well, with this type of AI information, we could take all eight ideas and put them into the system and see which which one works first. And that can be a positive scenario. uh, let's see we have a question coming in uh did you giving positive and negative comments on your competitor um oh do i do i give positive neg- on my positive or negative comments on my competitors in other words do i do i interact with my competitors in a positive or negative way like in reviews and stuff is that what you're talking about if you could clarify that would be helpful um uh, But anyway, so that's what the uh, AI is going to do for us. And this is true in social. And just think about it. Maybe we have a few headlines. Maybe I have not seen anything like this, but maybe, maybe we could actually start doing testing with Twitter. Maybe we have a new blog post. And in some ways we can do that now, but maybe we could just say, hey, Twitter, you know, here are three headlines for this this blog post and send out all three and and then tell me the results or you know after a thousand people see it you know just show the rest of the time kind of like email you know when we do it um, uh, let's see yeah, simple uh, yeah it's a simple method and SEO tools um, did you go, okay I, I not sure about that one okay um, sorry sometimes we get confused in our in our connection here. <laughs> As I said, it's probably me, like I said last time. Um, But I I, I do always appreciate your questions and thoughts um, when you come visit. Okay, so the last last few things I want to talk about are the community, uh, the combination community. I'm really starting to ramp that up. and, And I think it's important. You know, most social media. Most social media. Uh, depends, especially uh, like Facebook and YouTube, on an initial jump from your community on that post. And if you can get people to your YouTube channel, if you can get people to your Facebook, if you can get people to your Instagram early on and interact and engage and comment, you're gonna encourage those social media AIs to share your stuff a little bit more. So that's really important. So one of the things you can do. One of the things you can do is create a community and a community of like minded people who are interested. And here we're trying to create a community of people who are trying to fight, find the right success combinations, combining different things to their businesses, to their marketing, to find those machines, to find the right combinations for success. And we have to test these things Keep testing. And that's one of my jobs is to find new things and concepts and ideas and processes to share with you information that I've learned out on the street. And sometimes you bring you guys bring great stuff to the table and we 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 test them and we combine them with our businesses to see if they work. Or maybe it doesn't work in one of our businesses. But I say, you know what? I think it could work in this type of business. And so I'll put that aside. And of course, some of you who come and say, hey, I have this kind of business. i say, hey, why don't you try this? Combine this with your business. Combine this with your marketing and see if it works for you. And so the combination community and Facebook, um, it has about 50 people in it right now. It was set up a number of years ago. And, um, and so it, a lot of them are my, my friends and associates that I know. Uh, but uh, I, I really wanna build a, and, and offer something. Okay, let me get to this question, a visitor's guide. Did you know some ads going on uh, simple method in SEO2s? Find your competitor and write positive and negatives. Kind of- oh, okay, interesting. Um, no, I did not know that that was something, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that you can do that. I, You know, if you wanna do some negative SEO by writing negative reviews, uh, but sometimes, like for example, um, there's somebody who seems to regularly give me a thumbs down on my videos. It's going to happen. It happens to everyone. That's fine. But the reality is, I encourage it. If they're going to keep coming back and giving me a thumbs down, that's engagement. And that's actually what YouTube is looking for. They don't care whether it's thumbs up or thumbs down, they see that an engagement. And when they do that, when that person's giving me a thumbs down, they're actually helping the AI send it out to more people uh, because it's causing interaction. So yeah, that's interesting, uh, visitor guy that you can uh, you know, do that and and you know have them go out and comment on your, your competitors. I generally don't worry about my competitors so much. I just worry about me and focusing on what I can do better. I get more bang for my buck for by just taking the time and improving what I do, because the amount of energy and time it takes, I mean, there are some negative SEO methods that can take people down, but you know, Google, again, is getting smarter and smarter, and some of those things don't work as well as they used to. Uh, they may have an initial effect, but then over time, things even back out, and Google kind of figures it out that, that, that you know, just ignore. They, they, for example, In the past, you could send a whole bunch of really bad links to a website. And you can still do that today. And it may have a a negative effect for a while. But eventually, Google won't necessarily penalize you for those links. They'll just ignore them. And if they ignore those links, then your website pops back up because you have all these other good links. So there are ways. and yeah, But if you're spending so much time trying to put bad comments on other people's stuff, you know, you you could get a lot further by with the same amount of time and same amount of effort, um, trying to improve what you're doing and do what you do better and better serve your customer and finding better ways to get the word out. And that's what I have found. I, don't, I customer service management or Tom, I, I don't know what you mean by that. It's interesting that we, you know, a lot of our our conversations back and forth. I appreciate all of your input, but sometimes we. Uh, ORM versus CRM. Oh, okay. No, I don't. Um I don't have ORM versus CRM. No, I guess not. Um, I mean using CRM's customers relationship manager, that is that what you're speaking of? I mean, obviously doing that. Um, I'm not sure what ORM. Maybe, maybe I'm just blanking there. Thank you! Well, that wasn't so hard. I guess I've never thought much about a um ORM um versus CRM. Well Customer relationship management and online rest, th- those are two different things, really. One, online reputation management is, is about you. Uh, customer relationship management is about them. If I'm going to focus on one, I'm gonna focus on them because they are the customer. And the more I can focus on them, the better off I'm going to do. Uh, to solve negative comments, you know, I, I have clients who come to me all the time Um, and and complain about negative comments, this is the recommendation I give them. Look, respond if you can. If you can respond, respond with something positive, like a solution to their problem. And if they respond back negatively again, you can offer something else, or just let them be negative. In other words, I like... I like, especially when it's a fresh comment, you know, be really nice and show that you're trying to solve the problem. If it's an older comment, do the same thing. Show, hey, I, you know, in some cases these people aren't even your customers and say, oh, I'm so sorry. We don't have you in our database. Could you give us more information so we can help you out? You know, things like that. And if people see that you are trying to solve the problem of the person who put a negative comment they're going to appreciate it. You're never, people are actually suspicious of five out of five stars every time. It's okay to have four and a half, four stars um, on things. And when you have a negative comment and you show that you're showing initiative, people will read this and, oh, look, the company is trying. And if that person comes back and says, you're just a big jerk. I don't care what you say or how you do. I'm never, you know what? Then people can just see they're kind of crazy. <laughs> let, let their own comments and their own, you know, you keep trying to be very nice, down to earth, calm, even keeled. And the people commenting are just off the rails crazy. That's what I like to show. <laughs> and that works out pretty well because the, then the people reading the comments can get the idea themselves. And uh, that that's the way I go about it. Um, so never, never swear back, never be mean, never, because that's there forever. And that represents you. So your reputation is what you're managing. So, yes, if it, you know, there are there's nothing wrong. And again, it depends on how big of a company you have. Um, but a CRM, obviously, being out there and connecting with people and worrying about managing that, that's probably a much more valuable, more valuable part of your time. But both valuable. And sorry for my ORM not understanding. I, I guess I've never seen it that like that before. I just didn't recognize. So good stuff. Great questions. I am wrapping it up now. Um, check out, uh, make sure you subscribe to this channel if you have not done so already. Um, leave comments. Those of you who hit the replay, thank you so much. And put your questions and thoughts in your comments below. Let's see, what else? What else do we have? Nothing else. We'll talk to you next Monday. How about that? Next Monday. Looking forward to seeing you. Four o'clock Eastern Standard Time is the time I've been generally um, coming online, but I will put something out there to remind you. So if you hit the bell, if you hit the bell, you'll be notified. Just like our friend, the visitor's guide, I bet he sees the bell. You hit the bell. I know you did because you keep coming and back and I appreciate it. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Creative Marketing Show. To catch me live every Monday, just go to rosh.video and that will take you to the YouTube channel. This podcast is copyrighted and owned by The Roche Group, Inc. You may find this podcast at roshsillers.com, iTunes, and Stitcher Radio. Feel free to ask questions on Twitter at RocheSillers. All inquiries, please email rosh at Roche.media.